Hey, Sarah. Hey, Molly. Did you hear about our coupon code for our podcast listeners? No. Tell me more. Well, we have an inner strength meditation on our website at a discount for our podcast listeners. All they need to do is put in the coupon code podcast at checkout. Ooh, now that is an awesome deal. Hey, Molly. Hey, Sarah. Aren't you forgetting something? No. What? Our services, silly. Oh, yeah. They might want to know about that, too. Right. You can book a group healing session or sign up for an upcoming class on our website. Hey, Sarah. Yes? Can you remind them how to spell the butterfly connection? Absolutely. It's the butterfly connection spelled K-I-N-E-C-T-I-O-N dot com. Thanks so much. And while you're on there, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Yuppers. This podcast is part of the Soul Zone Network. Hello, hello, it's Molly and Sarah from TheButterflyConnection.com. We're all connected and we're not alone. What if you could rebirth your soul, spark movement in your life, and reconnect with your authentic self? Join us each week as we connect with Source to answer the burning questions that lie deep within us and gain clarity and wisdom to soar to our greatest potential. Welcome to the Butterfly Connection, where the kinetics of your soul will give you wings to fly. This is BK39, Living Fearlessly, Empathy. Hello, hello, it's Molly and Sarah. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We hope you had a fabulous week full of motivation, like we talked about last week. So this week, we want to talk a little bit about sympathy versus empathy. We're going to talk about the definition of the two and how you want to make sure you're not interchanging the two, and the importance of having empathy towards other people. Yes, and also how we can learn to live with more empathy as you learn what it is and how you can incorporate it into your life. It's so much a part of who we are as human beings. We all have the ability to experience empathy, whether we are giving it or whether we are receiving it. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about sympathy first. And sympathy is something that you give to people when you feel 
badly for them. So if you feel sorry for them in some way or you feel badly about their situation, a lot of times an example of that would be like, oh, I'm so sorry that you're sick or I'm so sorry that this happened to you. I personally don't think it's very supportive. It's almost like we're just feeling badly for them. And in many ways, when we're being sympathetic, we're missing out on the opportunity to really look at that person's situation and perspective. And we're also missing out on the ability to make that person feel like what they are going through is being seen and validated. Yes, absolutely. I think also you can look at sympathy in terms of which side of the coin you're on. And what I mean by that is when you are feeling sympathy for someone, you are feeling the feelings. You are feeling them. You are the one feeling bad. You are the one, you know, going, oh, gee, that's that's terrible that that's happening to you. However, it kind of takes the actual person that you're, you know, concerned about out of the equation. So it's very you-centered. It's very much of what you're feeling and how you are reacting. And I think that's important to mention because, you know, in terms of the opposite of that in empathy, empathy is about the other person and their their perspective. There, there's um, a phrase, you know, you can't know what someone else is doing until you've walked the day in their shoes. Now that that is obviously not a you know literal thing, but it's more of a metaphorical thing. And if you're being sympathetic, you're not walking in those person's shoes. You're walking in your shoes, looking at their situation from your perspective, not theirs. Yes, thank you so much for mentioning all of those things, Sarah. And I want to just use an example of how I feel personally when people are being sympathetic towards me or my situation or how I'm feeling. I feel like I have to make that person feel better about my my situation. So if someone says, uh, for instance, I have fibromyalgia. So I have days where my pain level is sometimes difficult for me to even handle. It is not helpful to me when someone says, oh, you poor thing, you're too young to have that. Or, oh, I feel so badly for you right now. My heart just breaks. And then I sit here and go, okay, so now I need to make you feel better about my what I'm dealing with. I need to, now I feel like I have to make that person feel better that I've been living with since a child because they don't know how to empathize. They only know how to feel badly for me. And to me, it's so frustrating and it actually drains my energy, uh, especially when I'm not feeling well because my energy is already drained and I just want somebody to support me and to uh, acknowledge that I'm having the pain or that I have pain. And when I have to divert my attention to making that person feel better about my situation, that is not helpful at all to me. I totally agree. I've had some similar experiences myself. 
you know, one of the things that I was thinking is, you know, when people oftentimes are sympathetic, I think a lot of it, it, ha- it comes down to the fact that they're uncomfortable with the fact that you are feeling bad. And I know that everybody's got their stuff. Everybody's got their things that they're working through. But Molly's right. It's not quite helpful and supportive to, to you know, just kind of come at someone with an I'm sorry or gee, that's just too bad. It It's such a bigger, bigger um, experience if you can get past, first of all, the uncomfortableness of that person feeling bad or you feeling bad for that person because these are all emotions that are perfectly natural. And if we are uncomfortable with feeling feelings, whether they're good or bad, you know, that's something to to delve in within yourself too. So like Molly was saying in a situation of someone saying, gee, that that's too bad or you poor thing, we don't often tell people how we are feeling to gain sympathy, or at least we shouldn't be. What that is more about is your putting out a, a cry for help to someone to feel supported so that you can feel better. And one one phrase that just gets me, it just it, it makes my blood boil, <laughs> is when someone says, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And here's why I feel like that is a completely not helpful phrase. First of all, it's an I statement. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you feel that way. And it's also not helpful to just say you're sorry because it's not about someone's fault. And, you know, you you can empathize with someone instead of sympathize with them just by listening, just by being there and allowing them to vent to you. I think that's so important. Just because someone is feeling bad or or there's a situation that you're uncomfortable with that that's going on and you're afraid of, you know, the feelings surrounding that, that doesn't mean that you can't be a supportive person and and that doesn't mean that you have to say something back to that person after they've told you how they're feeling. I think a lot of this is like it's like ego communication versus soul communication. Because every time you come in contact with someone, you're reading each other's body language, but you're reading each other's soul language too. And if we're stuck in our ego brains and we're saying, I'm sorry, you feel that way. And gee, you poor thing. And, and, and you start centralizing it about you, then you have cut off that soul language, that soul connection that you have with that other person. And so not that I want to ramble on and on about this, but I, it just angers me when when someone says, I'm sorry you feel that way, because it's not about that person. It's not about what you're feeling for that other person. It's about you taking your emotions and your uncomfortable uncomfortableness and all of the stuff that, that's going on within you and setting it aside so that you can open the doors to your soul so that you can be the support for that person. And I can tell you, support. It could just be as simple as you standing there and listening. Yeah, and I want to take this a step further because with you talking, Sarah, about the supportive aspect and standing there and listening, I think in many ways, though, we don't want just someone to stand there and listen. We at least want someone to acknowledge that they're hearing that what you're saying. 
Right. Yes. That's where I was going next. Yeah. And and really, and this kind of segues into what empathy is, because empathizing with someone's situation or or how they're feeling, it has everything to do with are you able to hear that person and are you able to see their perspective and acknowledge that what they are feeling and experiencing is true for them. So a really great example of this too, and I know we're, we're kind of talking about um, pain here a little bit, having pain, but for someone like, like myself and Sarah, as well as fibromyalgia, we experience pain every day, some level of pain. So where I actually struggle with empathy is when I am around someone who does not experience pain every day. You know, if you're looking at somebody's situation, someone who has a headache that doesn't experience headaches, and and you're thinking to yourself, or I think to myself, well, what are you complaining about? I have a headache every day. I am not being empathetic whatsoever to their situation. And I'm not even, I actually am not even valuing their feelings. At that point in time, because as Sarah said, in that moment, I sometimes am guilty of turning it into a me thing, which is very ego oriented. Now, I will say now in my life, if I catch myself going there, I will stop myself immediately. And this is kind of something of how you can go from like a sympathetic mindset to an empathetic mindset. I stop myself and I remind myself that the person who is experiencing the headache does not experience headaches every day. So for someone to be pain-free and then experience pain, I can imagine that that would be very difficult to navigate throughout the day if that's not something that you're used to. So I think in experiencing empathy for someone, when you're listening to that person talking and they just want some support and they just want to feel like they're being heard and that someone is attempting to understand how they're feeling. For me, I would feel really good hearing someone say, I can imagine that that is difficult for you, which opens up the dialogue and makes someone feel safe enough to want to continue to have a conversation. Or for instance, if you say, man, I'm really like, I'm so tired today and I have a headache and I feel horrible. If I'm hearing that, I want that person to know that I heard them. So even kind of saying back what you heard, oh man, like you're sleep deprived today and you have a headache. I can imagine that that is really making it difficult for you to concentrate today. Or I can imagine that that's just really not helpful for you today. Is there anything I can do? Even asking, is there anything I can do? And maybe that person will say, no, I just need an ear. I just needed some support. Or they might say, hey, do you mind getting me some water or, you know, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said there about, you know, opening the lines of communication. Because really, the moment that you stop and hear the other person, you actually break down the walls of uncomfortability. And that's what I was getting at too, is, you know, if you can stop the, the your own dialogue in your head, 
and allow yourself to hear what the other person is saying, a very little bit goes a long, long way. And once those walls are broken down, you know, then yeah, the dialogue can happen. You know, I hear that you, you know, I can't imagine or I can't imagine what, what you're going through that must be difficult for you. It's like one sentence. It can even just be as simple as I hear you. And I think that's something that's lost in us sometimes with communication is empathy doesn't take a whole lot of effort. Empathy doesn't take a whole lot of effort. It just takes a little bit of time to kind of, as Molly said, stop yourself and think, okay, I'm going to hear what this person has to say. I'm going to hear what's going on with them. And that's really what the, the, the saying, walking a day in someone else's shoes. It's literally taking yourself out of your shoes <laughs> and, and putting yourself in, in their space and looking at things from their perspective. And the other thing I want to mention too is a lot of times when we are not being empathetic, judgment can also come into play. Because we th see things from only our perspective. And when we see things from our perspective and we are unwilling to see that there could be five or six or a hundred different other perspectives for that same situation, we tend to get judgy. Like, well, why is that person doing that? This totally works better. And, you know, you're doing not only yourself a disservice by thinking that way, but, you know, you're losing the concept of empathy and being stuck in sympathy in that way because just because you know one truth to be yours does not make that truth everyone else's truth. Yes. And I also want to talk a little bit, too, in this conversation, we kind of touched upon it earlier in the podcast, just about how sometimes we as people are afraid to even speak up about how we're feeling for fear that people are going to be more sympathetic towards our situation as opposed to empathetic. And I see this all the time, and I'm guilty of it as well. There are times where people will say, oh, how are you? And I just say I'm fine because I literally don't want to have to go there and be honest with how I may be feeling because I don't want to deal with the uncomfortableness that is experienced when I am honest about how I may be feeling at that moment. And you can see this a lot of times. We kind of, we've kind of taught ourselves as a society that when someone asks you how you're doing, you just say, I'm fine because no one really wants to hear it anyhow. And then you just say that and we keep going on with life. But that's not okay. And I really think that this is something that needs to be actively changed. And the more you learn empathy versus being sympathetic, the easier it is to have an open dialogue when someone says, oh, how are you doing today? If it's not a positive thing and they go, oh, well, you know, I got some bad news today, but I'm working through it. And for you to be able to say back, oh, well, that's, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm sorry, but I, that's unfortunate would be a good way. Because right away, even my brain wanted to go, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But that's not really helpful. 
But you can say that's that's unfortunate that you got some bad news today. But I can hear that you're doing what you need to do to work through it. And so that person now knows, oh, hey, I can I was able to actually say how I felt. And that person actually heard me. Yes, yes, so much, 100%, yes. I often do it too. I do go to the I'm sorry, and then I have to catch myself because it isn't really helpful. But you know what? If if we start opening the dialogue like this, empathetically rather than sympathetically, all of a sudden it's not as much of a burden for that person to feel comfortable saying what they need to say to get it out of them because it is energetically draining to delve into something, not so much because you're, um, you know, well, it's probably because you are feeling like that person isn't going to hear you. But I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that you are already anticipating the response. And so rather than go through it and just feel even crappier than you did before the person asked you how you were doing, you just kind of skip to the end and just say, I'm fine. To kind of um, save yourself the energetic drain of having to go through quote unquote small talk. And that's really what this is. It's the difference between being genuine and authentic with people versus just going through the motions just creating small talk because that's what you got to do and that's what society says you have to do and um, being superficial. And that's so super duper important because empathy is the soul and sympathy is just the surface. And to create meaning in our lives, not just with other people, but within ourselves we need to be connecting to our soul and we can't do that unless we're being empathetic. Yeah, and the only way that we can even change the viewpoint on society of sympathy versus empathy is if we make the intention to be the change. It all starts with each and every one of us. It starts with us having the courage to be honest with how we're feeling And it starts with us having the courage to show empathy towards others because nothing can change until you change and nothing can change until multiple people start to create the movement. It's like I was told one time by someone I was in therapy with, the therapist said to me, you know, if you are living in your family and you're all squares. If you decide that you want to become a diamond, you no longer fit with the squares. And the only way that you can all learn to work together as a unit is if the squares learn to become diamonds. And if they don't learn to become diamonds, then it just doesn't work. But it literally starts with you. Do you want to be that same old square or are you ready to become a diamond? Because you have that ability to create more diamonds in the world just by becoming more empathetic. That is so awesome. I love that analogy. I think that our, our call to action this week should be, how can we pay it forward with empathy? If a situation comes up this week and you feel yourself ready to say, I'm sorry, 
or, you know, just feel sympathy instead of empathy, see if you can stop yourself. Let that be your call to action this week because a pay it forward is exactly what Molly's saying. People will have to start to to change their shape because you're changing your shape. And in doing so, you create a a cataclysmic effect that's like a huge wave. And if you're empathetic to someone, then they will take that and be empathetic to someone else and so on and so on and so on. So that's your call to action, our call to action this week. Yes, and we want you to come over to our Soul Reflections Challenge and sign up for that because that is free. But what we are going to do is instead of really making a guided journaling exercise like we normally do, this one's going to be a little bit different this week. We're actually going to give you some alternative words and phrases to use instead of I'm sorry. So we're going to we're going to give you some some tools that you can start utilizing to change how you verbalize to be more empathetic towards others. So you want to come over to that the butterflyconnection.com you can sign up And the direct link will also be uh, in our podcast notes. So you can check that out as well. And and like I said, this is free. And really our journaling exercises, what we give you in this Soul Reflections Challenge is things to think about and ways that you can learn to change your perspective so that you are able to create and continue your soul growth. So we we encourage you to come over and check all of them out. But definitely this week, we are going to change it up and give you tools that you can utilize to be more empathetic. Absolutely. So have a fantastic week of building empathy into your heart and your soul. And we will see you again soon. Thank you for listening to The Butterfly Connection with Molly Ray and Sarah Courtney. Look for Soul Reflections Academy on our website, thebutterflyconnection.com, and sign up for our free Soul Reflection Challenge. We would love to hear from you. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Google Play and give us a review. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And join us next week for another soul-connecting conversation.